0: Hello, so, assalamualaikum, alaikum. Is-
1: Alhamdulillah.
0: I'm grateful that you're here on this first episode of my podcast. It sounds weird, but um, yeah, um, we're going to do it. Um, the theme or the topic of the podcast is the positivity of dunya. And um, why did I choose this um topic? Is um is there so much negativity outside um, of the world, even in social media? And why not talking about the positive side um, via stories, um, memories, and even um, tips of education, um, just to encourage people, and especially Muslim women, to uh, be more encouraged to, to work and to go outside, to be more in, um, to be more, you um, with a family. Um, yeah. So it's, um, you are, your name is Miss Yasmeen or I call you Miss Yasmeen. You're from Canada. You're- and, um, I love your work because, uh, you're so compassionate or compassionate, um, about your work, what you do online and even off, I think, in your home with your children and masha'Allah. So I have some questions and I hope you can do, uh, you can answer these questions uh, for some of the listeners. Um,
1: are you ready? I'm ready. Do you want me to introduce myself first? Okay, you could. Bismillah. Bismillah. So like you said, I'm Yasmeen. Um, I'm so excited to be here I know we met a couple of months ago and I feel like since the first time that we met we've really connected on our um, a passion that we share for Islam yeah and yes. even though I think both of our missions are a little bit different we both have that connection to helping people fall in love again with religion um, and each of us kind of do that in, in a different way So I'm really excited about this podcast. Um, My background, of course, is in finance. So um, I studied finance and that's basically what I do for work is I teach Muslim women all about financial literacy. So how to manage money, how to invest, and even how to start um, online businesses. So super passionate about it. And I'm really excited to hear your questions.
0: Yeah, mashallah, you started this year, I think started out like January and um, the progress is immense, mashallah. I am um, yeah. um, registered in one of your programs and I know I'm not from Canada, but I learn a lot. Um, oh. I'm from Germany. So um, I think the, uh, some of the uh, investment accounts and these kinds of accounts are way different than Germany, but yeah, this is another topic. So I have like three questions with you. Uh, the first question is how can I connect my financial world with my spirituality? Can it be even connected?
1: Yeah, I think that's such an important question, especially because um You know, in Islam, I think in the last maybe 100 years or so, um, this idea that being wealthy is not uh, associated with being religious. And a lot of people think maybe that um, poverty or, you know, like being very, very modest in our incomes can be seen as being um, more pious. Mm. And, you know, subhanAllah, this is not from our Islamic tradition at all. Mm. So when we talk about the connection between money and our faith and spirituality, I think it's beautiful because Islam, Quran, and Hadith actually talk about this, about how important it is to to understand money and to seek wealth um, with the intention of using that money to serve Allah. And so I think the first thing to consider when you are looking at money and spirituality is that number one, a reminder for everybody and myself included, our only value as human beings are good deeds and bad deeds. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's the only thing that we leave the world with. That's the only value. It doesn't matter what car you drive or what car you don't drive. Um, what you're carrying with you is either your good, your good deeds or your sins. And so when we look at money, you have to be so careful and remind yourself that everything you have is going to be measured in the currency of deeds. So your money can either be used in service to Allah and to increase the amount of good deeds that you have. Or it can be used in ways that are against Allah and increase your bad deeds.
0: Or against oneself, against myself.
1: Against yourselves, exactly. Of course, anything that's against Allah is only against yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so important to consider that if you have this intention of increasing your wealth with the intention of serving, your money can serve you in a beautiful way. And there are so many ways that money can be used as even sadaqa um, jariya, like ways that your money will increase um, the good deeds for you even after you pass away. Which there aren't a lot of um, different forms of sadaqa jariya, but your wealth is one of the things that can be used to increase your good deeds after you pass away. And so I think that as Muslims, you um, you know, the, there is such a huge emphasis on the importance of seeking wealth for the pleasure of Allah and to serve people. And there's such a huge emphasis on having an understanding of how money works and using money as a tool. So I, I think maybe you're going to ask this later on, but there is an ayah in the Quran that actually talks about how, you um, it's in regards to an orphan, you know, when when a, um, a child's parents pass away and there is um, property that has to be managed until the, the child is older, it says, make sure that you give that property to someone with understanding, yeah. like to someone who knows.
0: Yeah, consciousness so, is awareness, right?
1: Exactly. And so like financial literacy is something that's even referred to in Quran and this idea that you need to have an understanding of of wealth and property to be able to um you know to be successful.
0: Yeah that's right. Um I do remember yes that I read this area uh, yeah, um um where I think even uh, what I understood is maybe um like a situation where a child it's not a child anymore um he turns 18 and if he's not aware of the financial literacy uh, the parents, I think, have the right not to give him the money or the, what is it called, the wali in Arabic, the the two people or, um, who are taking care of that child, of that teenager, they have the right not to give um, that person the money if he has not the full awareness of that field. Um, yeah, that's... Um, okay. So um, I think this it's not, I think, but this was actually my second question. Um, could you give us the Qur'anic ayah or the hadith that emphasizes the importance of financial literacy? And I think you um, answered this question. Um, but I don't know if you want to add something
1: to the question. Or um, <clears throat> So in terms of financial literacy, I think that, um, you know, that ayah about Financial literacy, understanding, having understanding of money and only putting money in the hands of people who have that understanding kind of emphasizes that. But the other thing in Quran, I think that as women, um, you know, of course, men are technically financially responsible for the expenses of women, whether it's your father or your husband, Um, they have that obligation to provide financial security for women. And so, um, you know, culturally and, and um, you know, th- we've kind of developed this, I don't want to say laziness, but, um, you know, we've kind of let that financial side go, a lot of us as women, because we think, well, men men are the ones who are financially responsible. And so we don't necessarily have to think about these things or have a financial plan or, you know, maybe we don't take kind of the driver's seat when it comes to our own money, because we know that that obligation is on somebody else's shoulders. But the thing is that, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, When I, um, when I think about myself, um, like even my friends at first were not taught at home, like somehow like about the financial literacy a bit. Yes. Uh, I grew up differently than maybe my friends, um, but um, I think we're not taught at school, uni. Uh, we have to take extra courses. I got to know you; that was a blessing. But uh, I think we need more, like, uh, from you or a few, in on social media and on other websites. And I'm serious about this because um, I'm a I'm right now in my twenties. And uh, I could have benefited more some years before, but I was just busy with my uni. And, um, yeah, but alhamdulillah, um, I think this
1: is. Yeah, no, I think there's, and, and the thing is that financial literacy is in our Islamic tradition. And that's, I think, something that's so important is that um you know there are three instances in every single muslim woman's life that they are going they're ha- they are going to have to manage money mm-hmm. right like every muslim woman if she gets married is going to receive meher mm-hmm. every single muslim woman if one of her parents passes away or one of her children passes away is going to receive inheritance mm-hmm. and every single muslim woman is responsible for paying her own zakat Okay. So this idea that Muslim women don't need to understand finance or money or have a plan is, to be honest, completely un mm. completely un-Islamic. And a lot of people assume that in Islam, oh, Muslim women, yeah, they don't have anything to do with money. They don't understand money. Oh, it's the men who manage everything, the men who control everything. But actually, that is that could not be further from the truth. In fact, every single ayah that talks about inheritance, that talks about meher, that talks about financial literacy, is in Surah al-Nisa, which is the Surah of Women. And so what further proof could you need than that?
0: Yeah. I don't know why we never talk about this, even like in Islamic lectures, when I used to go to the mosque uh, in when I was in school. we um, used to go on Fridays and Sundays uh, to the mosque. Yeah, like I don't know, it's like a some kind of Sunday school and Friday school, but they never talked about the these topics. Um, it's kind of sad actually. Um. Yeah, so um, maybe can uh I can ask you the third question? Mm-hmm. Uh, positive effects on me can I experience when I as a Muslim woman have money in my hand rather than rather than my heart? Um, this was a big topic um, for me because uh, I always feared if I have money um, that I would be I'm very greedy and leave my um, faith behind, or um, like it's it, I can't align these two topics like as we um, as as you answered the first question spirituality with the, with the financial literacy I can't combine them so I'm always afraid and people do have these um, kind of um, kind of mindset okay if I I get rich or if I if I have a bit of money then maybe I'm not going to be I'm not going to have a high Iman and or my Iman is going to be like it's it's decreasing I hope I don't know maybe you you saw these kind of people but I met these like Even when I I was in the mosque, there were sisters who said, "Uh, "That man or that brother, now he is rich. He left the mosque, and he's not coming back anymore." So, and um, yeah,
1: how would you answer this kind of question? You know, I think that um, maybe we are looking for that. Like, we are looking, we notice that a little bit more, that, oh, when people have wealth, they leave Islam. Um, But the truth is that every single blessing that you have can either be a cause for you to leave Islam or it can be a cause for you to come closer to Allah and become more grateful. And so whether that is your wealth, whether it's, you know, people have kids and then they struggle to pray, People uh, find a spouse who is maybe not as practicing and they fall in love and they leave the masjid. People, um, you know, who are very healthy in their youth forget, you know, the the blessing that they have. And they think that, oh, you know, I'm going to live forever. And so I'll start praying or I'll practice Islam when I'm like 40 or 450 or whatever. Um, And so every single blessing that you have, it's actually it comes down to your intention and how you decide to use your blessings, whether it's, it happens to be money or kids or, you know, all these different things, right? But as a community, I think that, you know, the reality is just that a lot of people have been, um, as new immigrants, um, like you, we have to understand kind of the historic aspect as well and cultural aspect of a lot of people are coming from poorer countries or poor realities and have immigrated to the West. And so that the, naturally there is this, Um, tendency to kind of um, uh, be scared Mm. of look at all this wealth and look at these people who are so far away from um, you know our faith and and so there is this idea that we want to be different and so I think that people are maybe looking out for that like see look what happens when you have wealth this person had wealth and they left Islam but not realizing that you know there are so many different blessings that people get and causes them to leave Islam The issue was never with the blessing the issue was with what was in that person's heart unfortunately
0: that's
1: nice yeah Mm. um and so when it comes to wealth you know if your intention is sincere um to use every but like every blessing that allah gives to you to serve him and to get closer to him and as a form of worship then you know money can't take that away from you
0: yeah I think, yes, that's right. Um, we know people like as a family who got rich from nowhere and then they left everything and I think I read a proverb sometime or saying money doesn't make you, it's just, sh- it just shows you who you are or who you were before. Um, so that's, I, I think that's right. Because when I see these kind of people who got rich from nowhere, like suddenly um and left behind so many things and are trying to brag try to show off but however they're not satisfied with what they have they always feel a lack or uh what is it called a um a co- like inferiority complex in front of some people but yeah that's a big topic and I'm glad that you came or that you accepted my invitation uh, to come and talk about this um this um yeah about this field about this topic it's very very important i think with you to be honest i got more aware um it's not because of the podcast no i just got more aware that how important that is to have that financial literacy plus consciousness awareness um yeah we came we're coming to the end um I um, thank you so much, Ms. Yasmin, and I hope this is not the last time. And um, let's see what the podcasts um, podcasts um, will evolve in um, the n- next coming weeks. And I'm so excited. I think like I'm too nervous talking. <laughs> and but I hope was that good or was it bad? <laughs> okay all right okay then i will see you um privately online inshallah and if someone has any question, i will send you the questions inshallah sounds good
1: inshallah thank you so much Zahra. you're welcome